Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Pastor Dan, I love you very much. This is a family of God. It's so wonderful to be able to come together to worship the Lord on Sunday. And we are looking forward to every Sunday that we can come and meet all of you. Uh, We love you. We pray for you. We believe God for you. We believe that God has good plan for your life. Amen. Amen. How many people believe that God is good? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I would like to teach the subject that is so important, the subject of love. The reason is so important because God is love. So when we talk about God's love, we talk about Him, in fact. And this subject is a very big subject. We cannot finish everything in one session. That's why we're going to talk more in the camp this year at the Warm Beach. So please come and learn about the love of God. Why don't we pray and ask the Lord to teach us today and reveal to us the truth from heaven. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your truth, your word. We welcome your truth. We value the Bible, the word of God. We open our hearts to receive. Please open our eyes, the eyes of our understanding to see the revelation and the truth of God. Lord, We incline our ear to listen to what the Spirit of God wants to say to the church. Today, Lord, the real teacher of this house is not me, but the real teacher is the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, teach us, Lord, today. Change us by your word. Transform our mind to have the mind of Christ. We want to be doers of the word of God. Not just hearers, we want to do what you say, Lord. And we know when we do the word, we shall be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before I really talk about the love of God, I'd like to read a couple passages in the Bible as an introduction. These are the promises of the living God in the Bible. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, And said, If you diligently... Heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 to 6. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. And blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be in the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. 
Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. These two scripture talking about being blessed, having a long life, dying at old age without sickness and disease, have many good days. Whatever you touch, successful. What if you do? God will be with you and give you the blessing, the blessing in your family, the blessing any time, anywhere, wherever you are, whatever you do. When you get sick, you can command the sickness to go away easily, because that is the promise of God that He is your healer. And if the sickness touch your children, you can command the sickness to go away. But The condition that we can receive the blessing of God and the healing of the Lord, the victory in this life, is to obey the commandments of God, is to heed His voice, heed His commandment, and do what is right in His sight. John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35: A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus gave these commandments to the New Testament church. This is the new command. The reason he said new command because this new command is replacing the old command, the Ten Commandments that God imprinted on the tablet of stone. This new command. Is imprinted in our heart by the Spirit. We don't need the tablet of stone anymore. The stone that God imprint this law or this command is here. Our spirit, God wants us to obey this command. And if we can obey this command, that is to love one another, to love God, and to love other people. Definitely, we fulfill. All the commandments in the Bible. I'm going to quote you the scripture in a few minutes to show you that loving people and loving God is to fulfill all the commands in the Bible. If I loved you, I would not steal from you. If I loved you, I would not say bad things about you behind your back and make you lose your reputation. If I loved you, I would give you. I would not take from you. Love fulfills all the commands in the Bible. Jesus said that we need to love one another the same way He loved us. How does He love us? Do we deserve to be loved by God? No. The Bible said that God loved us while we were still His enemies, while we were still unlovely, and we rebel against Him as a sinner. God still loves us. How much more He loves us as we are believers now? He will not love us less after we become a believer. How does God love us? John chapter three verse sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved us by sacrificing, loving, giving to us the best that is the Son of the Living God. God's love is selfless. God's love is giving, but human love is selfish, is self-centered, is self-seeking. We are talking about the love of God today. I'm not talking about the love of man. 
Man's love is very limited and very self-seeking. I give you example. A young man may come to a woman. Oh, I love you so much. I love you. Could you marry me? But in fact, he loves her because she is beautiful and make him feel good to look at her. And she can cook for him. She can do homework for him. It's about doing something for me. Whenever she gets older and is not beautiful anymore as a young woman or she cannot cook, then the situation changes. Because that is self-seeking love. You do something for me, I will love you. But God's love is different. God's love is selfless. He loves us even though we did not do anything for Him. He loves us unconditionally. Many times we think that human love is like God's love. No. I heard the story of a mom who has brought her three children up in the church. And one day a guest speaker came to that church. The mom came to the guest speaker and said, Could you pray for my children? I raised them up in this church. I love them so much. But two boys of mine ran away already. They did not want to go to church anymore. And my daughter was sitting behind the piano there. And when the guest speaker looked at the daughter who already grown up and have two degrees in music, every time the pastor looked at her, she will put her head down and put her eyes away. And the guest speaker went to ask the pastor, the senior pastor of that church, what's going on? Why the two sons ran away and why the daughter did not want to look at anybody, did not want to talk to anybody. And the pastor began to tell the story that this mother put her children under her coattail all the time. They could not go out to meet any friend. This daughter, who has been a doubt, never have a boyfriend, never have life outside with friend, she controlled all of them in her hand. And she said that, I love them. I control them the way I want. Is that the self-seeking love? My way, not your way. That is human love. Even the mom and the dad can raise children with a self-seeking love. This mother did not have the interest of her children at her heart. She has the interest of herself in her heart regarding her children. So the guest speaker came to the mother again and said, You know, sister, I'm not going to pray for your children. I think the first thing we need to do is that you need to change. And you need to move in the love of God. The love of God is in your heart. You need to let it come out, the unconditional, selfless love. And your children will turn around. You can see here that God's love is different from the human's love. First John chapter 3, verse 15, this scripture is for every believer, including me and you. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has everlasting or eternal life abiding in him. Do you hate anybody right now? How many men in this room hate your mother-in-law? I hope not in this church. If you hate your mother-in-law, the Bible says that the eternal life is not abiding in you. So please make sure that you forgive everyone, including your mother-in-law including some people who has offended you, because hate should not be in our heart. Yes, we hate sin, but we should love sinners. Amen? We should not practice hating and unforgiveness. This is the key. 
Keep walking in love all the time toward people around you. If you keep walking in love, you can claim the promise of God that I read a while ago in Deuteronomy chapter 28. You can claim the promise of God in Exodus chapter 15 verse 26 that I quoted a while ago. If you keep walking in love, you're going to walk in the blessing. You're going to walk in divine health, a long life. God can answer your prayer very quickly because you obey the new command of the New Testament church. Jesus came to establish the new covenant by his blood. And we are in the new covenant church now. And as a new covenant Christians, we have the new command that command say, love one another. How many people want to live a long life? Raise your hand up. How many people want to die old and no sickness at all before you die? How many people say, I want God to bless me? Do you know the key is to walk in love? Anytime you start to get mad at some people, you start to get resentful, you walk out of love before even you come to church. You repent right away and you turn around and walk back. In the love of God. Don't walk in hate, in unforgiveness. Love forgives and love forgets. Don't keep digging out the old story and the old past mistake on people. If you really love people, you forgive and you forget. Thank God, God forget my mistake. God never bring out my old mistake again and again. Therefore, in the family of God, we should not bring the old mistake out. We should forgive and totally forget because that love is in our heart. You need to understand one thing. Every believer, who every born again believer has the love of God in their heart already because the Spirit of God has poured out the love of God into your heart. You need to let the love of God come out and be demonstrated through your actions and through your words. The problem is, we are not having only the spirit, but we also having the mind. And many of us, our mind is not renewed yet. And we have the flesh, the outward man here. The outward man and the mind will follow the way of the sinful world. It's to hate, to discriminate people, to judge people. But the spirit of God is in our heart. We need to sometimes shut our mind and crucify our flesh and let the Spirit of God rise up on the inside of us so that we can walk in the love of God. Everyone do like this. Close my mind. Crucify my flesh. And let the Spirit of God rise up. And when you can do that, the love of God will flow out of you. Many Christians are living in a frustrated life. You know why they are frustrated? Because they frustrated their own spirit. By allowing their mind and their physical body to control them. Instead of letting the Spirit of God work with their spirit and control their life by the Spirit to love people. They get frustrated all the time. They walk into the church and they see somebody and I don't like that face. I don't like that person. And they get frustrated. Their Christian life doesn't go anywhere because they walk by the flesh and by their mind. They don't walk by the Spirit on the inside of them. God's love is different from man's love. Man's love always say, what can you do for me? What can you help me? But God's love is opposite. It's selfless. It's not self-seeking. God's love says, 
What can I do for you? When you walk into the church, when you walk into the care group, you don't walk in with the attitude. What can you do for me? You walk in with the attitude. What can I do to bless all of you here? I want to be a giver here. I want to bless you. I love you. Selfishness is opposite to love. Selfishness will destroy and damage your life. Selfishness will destroy your health. Selfishness will destroy marriages and churches and your jobs and everything. But love never fails. Love builds up. Love brings the blessing. Love brings the good health, brings the life of God. So please don't walk in selfishness, but walk in loving and giving. Pastor Da and I, when we wake up in the morning, we never think even one minute, what can people do for us? We always think, what can we do today to be a blessing to the members of the church, to the people around us? Whenever we see people sick, our heart just goes out. And I cried out to God, God, heal that person. God, give me more faith and more gift to see the people heal, to see the family come back together. We just want to bless. We want to give. We want to be a blessing to people because of the love of God move in our heart. Amen. Don't keep the love of God as a prisoner in your heart. Crucify your flesh and shut up your mind and flow with the spirit of God. And you will see that you begin to walk in divine health, in the blessing of the Lord. Now let's look at the thermometer to measure whether you walk in love or not. Before I read the scripture about the gauge to measure the love of God, let me say one thing. The Bible says, God wants to make us perfect in love. No one is perfect yet in love, including me. But we should set the goal to grow up Spiritually, do you know how we can measure a person that grows spiritually? You grow spiritually when you grow in love. I don't care how much Bible knowledge you have. I don't care how good you can speak in public. You can speak very well. You can have all the Bible knowledge. But you are not mature if you don't walk in love. Love is a sign of maturity. So God said he wants us to be perfect like Christ in love. So we keep growing in love to become more like Christ so that we can become mature and God can use us even in a greater level. First Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 to 8, I will read from Amplified Bible. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious does not display itself haughtily. It's not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It's not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us. I like Amplified Bible. Love of God in us by the Holy Spirit. Does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It's not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything 
and everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete or come to an end. As for prophecy. The gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. This is the best definition of love that I have ever seen in my life. I admit that the reason I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart because somebody read this scripture to me, and when I read it, I know that God must be so real because there is no definition of love that we can see better than this definition. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, "Love endures." Everyone say, "Endures." Long. So when people offend you, people do something you don't like, you endure long. Some people endure long, but they are mad, they yell, and they get upset and throw stuff around the house. No, no, no. You endure long and patient and kind. This is the love of God. You endure the things that you don't like to see, but at the same time, you speak kindly, you act kindly, and you are patient with those who have hurt your feeling and have done something that bother you. Everyone say endure, long, patience, and kindness. How many people promise God that the love of God will flow out of you to be kind to people? Gonna stop yelling, stop being rude. Amen. The Bible continues to say, "Love also is not jealous." When you see your brother and sister become successful, you are not upset. Anytime I and Pastor Darcy that God bless the members of the church with more anointing, with more fruitfulness, and the favor of God upon them, we're so happy. We're so happy. Amen. Yesterday we went to a family's house. And we saw, wow, they have a good house. We were so happy for them that God blessed them with a beautiful house. We are not jealous because we love them. We want to see God's children blessed by the Lord. Amen. Verses four to five say, "Is not boastful, does not display itself haughtily, is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. Perfect love will not be prideful." If you walk in love, you don't always compare yourself with other people and say, "You know, I'm better than you. Look at me, how great I am, how much I know the Bible, what kind of position I have in my church. Oh, I'm richer than you." No, when you walk in love, you always think about the good things of other people more than your own good ability or your own quality. You always honor other people that they are better than you. Look at their better quality, and you humble yourself and listen to them and learn from them. Amen. Love humbles. Everyone say love, love. humbles. Over love is not perfect. I know that we learn all these things and we cannot do all of this in one day. We need to keep growing up 
in the way of the Lord. What should we do? We should press in to grow in love. Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 to 14, the Bible say, Not that I have already obtained all this and have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, forgetting the past. We make mistakes, we yell at people, we sometimes get jealous, we don't love people enough. Just forget the past. Straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. How many people promise God that we're going to press toward more love, perfect love? Raise your hand up. I want to walk in love, perfect love. Amen? How many people say, I want to grow up more in love? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at what the Bible continues to say. Love does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. I like to use this word in my house. Yes, dear. Whatever, dear. Whatever you like. I'm not insisting on my own agenda. I'm not talking about sin or righteousness. Definitely, if my family say, oh, we're going to go out and cheat people, I have to stand up because love will not rejoice with unrighteousness. But we're talking about painting the color in the room white or, or, or pink. <laughs> Buying that carpet or this carpet. Buying that car or this car. When you love people, you don't insist on your own idea. You listen. You receive the idea and you don't seek your own interest, but you want to make people who you love so much happy. Yes, dear. When Pastor Da asked me, what should we do, this or that, A or B? Whatever make you happy. Unless the Lord told me something specific, A, then I would say A. But otherwise, if I ask the Lord, he said, whatever. This is whatever, not to be lazy. Que zera, zera. Not not that one, but whatever that you want. Happy wife, happy life. So I don't insist on my right. The same thing in the church. We have a group of leadership. I and Pastor Dan never insist on our own agenda all the time. We will talk and we let the team, the care group team, the pastoral team, pray together and think about what is the best for the church. And then we yield, we surrender to one another. We are not always insisting on our own ways and our own agenda. Amen? That is love. Love always seeks the benefit and the interest of other people. Romans chapter 13, verse 10. The Bible says, Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. The whole Ten Commandments is fulfilled. The whole Bible, actually. The whole Bible. If you want to obey the whole Bible, very simple. You walk in love. And when you walk in love, you can confidently claim the promise of God. You can confidently claim the blessing of Abraham upon your life. If you walk in love, you can confidently say, healed in Jesus' name. Because God is my doctor. He promised me in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, that if I walk in his stature, 
and I do what is right. What is right? Walking in love. I will be healthy, and the Lord will take away sickness from me, and I can live in the divine health. How many people want to live a long life with good health all along without sickness? I will tell you the truth. As a doctor and pastor, I hate sickness. I don't like to see people get sick. I want to see people healthy and strong and blessed. So, in order to do that, you need to walk in love. And the Bible says clearly that if we walk in love, we will do no harm to other people. We will do no harm. I give you one story. In the 50, there was a big church in America down south. That church had three millionaires, and one of the millionaires was the owner of a big hotel. The church in that in the 50, okay, in the 50, this is not today. Has money in the bank account two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. That's equal to maybe twenty million today. So that church is quite rich. The pastor invited the guest speaker evangelist to come in and promise him something about the offering. The millionaire who owned the hotel put this evangelist and his wife in his hotel for free of charge. But days after days, preaching for seven days, the pastor did not fulfill his promise. He did not give the offering. He even said, if you want money to pay your bill, the, your traveling, your airplane, you, why don't you ask that millionaire who owned the hotel? And the evangelist decided not to ask. The millionaire who owns the hotel noticed something wrong. He asked the evangelist, what is going on here? Sounds like something is wrong here. But he did not know the detail. And the evangelist decided to keep his mouth shut. He did not say any word about the pastor broke the promise, even though he was losing money because he had to pay for the airplane ticket and everything. He said, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to hurt the pastor's reputation. I want the members of this church to still respect him. He kept his mouth shut. He did not ask for money. After seven days, he left the church, losing money. He did not get the offering. This evangelist lived until 90 years old and passed away. But the pastor who cheated him died at 35 years old. You can see the pastor did not walk in love. He cheated the evangelist. But the evangelist walked in love. He lived a long life. My dear brother and sister, it's very important for all of us not to hurt anybody with our mouth, with our action. Because love does no harm to the neighbors. Amen? Amen? I have a very limited time. I was told to finish by 11.25. I need to obey. <laughs> Let me wrap up something. Actually, I have a long sermon here. I wrap up one thing quickly. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to believe the best of every person its hopes are faithless. Let me wrap up one thing. Love will see the best of people. Parents in this room, I want to encourage you to surround your kids with faith and love all the time. Your prayer will not get answered if you always focus on the negative things on your kids and you always nag, grumble, complain, preach at them, and yell at them. Yes, you can teach them. You pray for them, but don't nag them. 
and you surround them with love. What does it mean? See the best of your children, even though they have a lot of flawed characters. You see the best, and you pray to God that God will, by faith, change your kids to be better. But emphasize the best in their life. Don't emphasize the worst in their life. Surround them with faith and love. Everyone say surround, surround. with faith and love. Pray for them by faith and surround them with love. See the best. Wow, son, you're so good. You help mom to wash dishes. The son may not be good at everything, but you pick out the good things. And you know one thing: as parents, when you can, you surround them with love and faith. They're gonna live up to what you say, and what you pray, and what you believe. But if you push them down and always nag and complain, they're gonna live down to the standard you talk about. Amen. Not only that. The children who grow up in a family where the parents surround them with faith and love will grow up as a strong man and woman who can go out to face all the hardships and troubles with victory. It's so different. What kind of family you grow up? If you grow up in a family that the, the mom and dad are always curse and say bad words and look down on the kids, the kids will grow up without confidence and without faith. The same thing as a pastor. I promise God one thing, as a pastor and all the pastor of this church, when people walk into this church, I will never focus on their weaknesses and their flawed character, because I know that the file of God and the word of God can change them. It's not my business to focus on your weakness. It's my calling to see the best of your life, and I believe as the shepherd of this church, I see the best of your life. You're gonna rise up to where God wants you to be, and I promise all of you, as a pastor, that I will always see the best of your life. When Sister Ida come into the church, I see in hers the love of God. She smiles. She's there. She's faithful. I see the best. And every time I am around Ida, I was so encouraged. We should be that way among one another. We love one another and see the best of one another. I'm sorry to quote somebody's name. When I see Ron, I see the quality in him. He's a giving man. He's a man of multi-talented. He can be a blessing to many people here. I never focus on your weakness. I focus on your great quality. Amen. Let's surround one another with faith and love. See the best of one another. Love one another. Amen. Should we do that together? Should we become a family of love? Everyone say, God is love. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of love. So I'm a loving child. I will feed the love of God in me. With the word of God, I will walk in love, and God will be happy with me. I will not get sick. I will live a long life. I am blessed because I obey the new commandment of the Lord Jesus.
and that love commandment fulfilled all the law in the Bible. Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! Ha ha ha! I'm blessed because I walk in love. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> Praise God. May the Lord bless all of you. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise.